Welcome to Renovating Riches Radio Podcast. Today, we have a uh, special business partnership show up in our <laughs> podcast. Um, uh, JR, Reed, and uh, Andrew. I'm a guest too. And, well, and at least you know, I feel like Finally, Dennis decided to show up. So, <laughs> uh, no, it's actually, you know, to recap a little bit, uh, we were just talking offline uh, that, you know, last year we really didn't focus on our podcast that much. We, even though we create a lot of content, um, we were focusing on our businesses. So we had a lot of setbacks, you know, flips that went wrong, contractors leaving, changing offices. So we were just catching up on that. But now this year, we finally got a new office in uh, the Chinatown area in Houston. And it's my pleasure, actually. You guys are going to be the first uh, guests. Oh, nice. In this, in this new uh, studio. Well, well, thanks for having us. No, 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 my pleasure. Uh, we've actually done a couple of deals together yeah. now. And, um, you know, I wanted to bring somebody that um, that people can relate to. Because you guys have only been wholesaling for a little while, right? Yeah. So before we get into it, who is JR? Who's Andrew? Who starts? Go ahead. I, I'll, I'll go ahead. Um, so I'm JR Reed. I, uh, I've worked in corporate America for 10 years and doing corporate sales like B2B sales. I had two different jobs. I came out of school. I, I sold copiers for uh, copiers and printing equipment for four years. And then I left that and I went and sold software for about five years. Uh, I got tired of corporate America and we about two years ago, we started talking about investing together and, and buying rental properties. And we're like, oh, let, let's go buy rental properties. And we start looking on MLS and going that route. Well, we realized that we couldn't really get any good deals off MLS. And so we start going to all these different, um, all these different networking, networking events, events yeah. and learning about wholesaling and that kind of stuff. And, and I'll get into the rest of that later. But in, anyways, I got tired of corporate America. Um, we, a buddy of mine showed me how to wholesale deals. He, he does a lot of flips here in Houston. Um, I, I approached him one day, I was like, hey, my job's not working out right now. Um, I'm not happy with where I'm at right with with these guys. I'm gonna go do wholesaling full time. And he was like, "Well, why don't you just do wholesaling and start feeding us deals, and then we'll just build a wholesaling company." Right. And I was like, "Okay," because he compliments me in, in great ways, and, and I compliment him in, in great ways. We have different strengths, and so uh, yeah. That's Jared, a, let me interrupt. Yeah. So, sorry to interrupt you, but let, let me take a step back. How For did sure. you guys met? Yeah. Yeah, so actually we uh, we went to undergrad together. So oh, okay. we went to, we graduated from University of Houston, did our degrees there, um, and there was we were in a program that was focused on entrepreneurship, and so we were on a team where we had to open a a burger stand and kind of like sell burgers on campus, and that was kind of our first little thing that we did together. For sure. Okay. So right. you knew each other from from, from college. School. It, it, okay. And I didn't know if you were working at the same no. you know, sales. No. Sorry, company. I didn't give that background. Yeah. So yeah. No, no, that's fine. Well, I, we I, both graduated and kind of did our own things. We always said it, and we're going to do something together. Mm -hmm. We didn't know what it was or how it was going to turn out or when it would be. Okay. Um, and then, like he said, about two years ago, we said, "Let's start investing." And then we kind of learned about the wholesaling side. I was like, mm -hmm. "Let's actually build a company around." Estate so which route did you take when you graduated? So when I graduated, I went and did a organic waste recycling company. So I had a buddy organic? of mine. Organic waste recycling. So we would take okay. in vegetative waste, food waste, grind it up, compost it, and bag it, and then sell it to different stores and nurseries around the state of Texas. Um, that turned into a pretty successful company. Um, um, I'm no longer a part of that organization, and now I'm in corporate America, finance, doing that sort of stuff uh, currently. But uh, but it's great because 
you're hustling 100 percent right on on the real estate side right but you still have a stable job to where you know you guys are not like me and Dennis. Uh, <laughs> we're trying to chase every every you know opportunity, income opportunity yeah. that we can get because we this is what we do full time for sure. Um, and and that's why I find interesting about you guys because a lot of people um, they they think oh we got to just go all in right and all in means I'm gonna go quit my job you know yeah and, and you know you guys are actually gradually transitioning. Dennis actually gradually transitioned as well. He I was the one doing it full time. And he was actually, he still had a job as really? a civil engineer, making a good chunk of change. Right. Uh, so it was kind of hard to leave that behind. Yeah. Uh, but one day he, he figured, you know, he's like, yeah, I'll just, I'll just make the transition, right? For sure. Um, so I can see, like, oh, I see you guys, uh, because you guys are sort of, you Taking know, the same path. The yeah. same path. The, the different, the, the one thing that we would have done differently, probably now that we know more, is we would have never went into the flipping side. We would have probably went try to mm -hmm. straight wholesaling, um, and but we didn't know how to wholesale. Right. So we didn't have a mentor on wholesaling. We sort of kind of like figured it out on our own. For sure. Um, and that that was kind of the benefit. Like early on, we didn't know what wholesaling was, flipping that sort of thing. So we were kind of pursuing everything or trying to figure out everything and really taking the time to kind of refine what are we actually going to go after and stop getting distracted by things that are sparkly over here. Oh, we could do this and make a dollar here. We could do this to make a dollar here because there's a ton of ways to mm -hmm. set up your business or make money in real estate. And so we kind of took the time to figure out what really were our core competencies, what could we really build that, and what we were going to go after. We're, st we're still figuring that out a little bit. I, I mean, we're, and we're you growing. Will. I mean, yeah. it, it's an it's a ongoing process. It never ends. Yeah. It, it yeah. never ends. Yeah. <laughs> Once yeah. you think you got it figured out, <laughs> Some changes. guess what happens? <laughs> Everything Life changes. changes. Life throws you a curveball. A little curveball, something different happens, um, a new strategy comes up or whatnot. So now, let me, sure. uh, I'm, I'm just curious here, Andrew. Y you mentioned that your the venture you were working at prior the organic composting mm -hmm. thing was going really well yeah so why why didn't you decided to grow that since you already had the experience and just bring jr i'm just curious it wasn't something where i had a, a an equity piece in so okay. it was something we were building an organization and in, in building it well and, and being compensated well but it wasn't something that i had real skin in the game okay mm. um and so that that was kind of the thing that was missing in mm -hmm. that in that venture, right. but it taught me a For lot. Sure. It gave me a lot of skill sets, a lot of confidence. So, mm -hmm. cool. All right. Yeah, especially you on the sales side. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I can see you're probably more of a systems guy financially, and you go and get deals, sell deals. Exactly how it works. Um, you know, so uh, you see, we didn't have to ask <laughs> <laughs> to figure it out. You know, uh, exactly but it, it, it's actually a pretty good partnership the way I see it. For um, sure. Uh, until the day you decide, or, or until you guys grow the business big enough to where you can sustain both of you um, very well, you know? For sure. Um, so, so what does your, how was that, what was your first deal? What, what do you guys do? <laughs> do you guys buy a house or, or wholesale a house? What was it? Well, the first deal, so going back to how we got, like uh, how I learned about wholesaling. So I have a, a buddy here in town, his name's Michael. Um, he flips a good amount of houses. And I, I started off going to um, auctions with him every month to help him buy houses. Because he was buying enough houses there that he has to have multiple people there buying houses. So then I started hearing him talk about how he's buying houses from wholesalers. And I was like, well, could I go find you a house and you buy it for me? And he's like, yeah. But I was like, okay. So we started knocking on pre-foreclosure doors immediately. And I was telling him, hey, this guy will buy houses from us. So we just should go find a house and sell it to him. 
So our first deal was from a pre-foreclosure, um, knocked on our door. Uh, we didn't know what the heck we were doing. <laughs> we, we fumbled through it, got her to sign a, a Trek doc and brought it to him and we were like, how much would you give us for it? And he's like, oh, y'all contracted it too high. You gotta go back and, and redo it. And uh, we ended up negotiating with him. We're like, no, there's no way. Like, you just gotta make this work. And so we ended up, after it was all done and said, we ended up making $2,000 okay. <laughs> off our first deal. But, yeah, but it's not that bad for a, for a knocking on door and not knowing what you were doing anyways. And we were, yeah. we were both working full-time at this time. Yeah, so we, we were door knocking on the evenings, all day Saturdays, all day Sundays. We were just, we were, we're going to figure this out. Door something. knocking. So we would literally just get the pre-foreclosure list, download it, sort it, and then just go knock on as many doors as we could in a weekend. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's even funnier is we didn't even know like how to look at equity and that kind of thing when we first started doing it. So just getting a deal was a total fluke. Wow. Yeah. But you know, it, it's it worked. It worked. So, what what would you recommend people thinking about driving for dollars? You know, they're going out next weekend, first time. Some things that you, because I know, man, I know door knocking is tough. A lot of slam doors in the faces. A lot of a lot of that stuff. Did you get like guns pull out and yes. stuff like that? You did. Oh yeah. my god! Can for you sure. tell some of those stories? For sure. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> I had two different times I had guns pulled on me. So the first time, it wasn't a big deal. I went and uh, I, I went and knocked on this door, knocked on the house. Nobody was home, so I, I so I leave. And as I'm leaving, I see another car come by, and I see them turn into the driveway. And I was like, oh, they're home. So I turn around, I go run up. Me being stupid, I run up on the guy when he's getting out of his car. Oh. And I didn't run up on him, but I kind of walked up on him. And I was like, hey, man, how's it going? And as soon as he gets out of his car, he's like, I'm doing good. How are you? And he pulls his <laughs> gun out like that. And I was like, oh, okay. And I just played it cool. And I was like, oh, this is why I'm here. And I told him everything like that. And he's like, I'm, I'm getting off work. He's like, but it's kind of brave of you to walk up on me on my driveway like that. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I shouldn't have done that. Um, but he, 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 he was really nice. Told me to just go ahead and buzz off. And yeah. And say, hey, dude, if you change your mind, <laughs> yeah. call yeah. me. Okay, I can save you. I can help you not go through foreclosure. Yeah. Uh, the, the second time I got a gun pulled on me, it was not nearly as, as nice as, as that. As nice? No. <laughs> it was not nearly as nice. The, the guy, I went and talked to the guy, knocked on his door. Um, he was like, no, I'm not interested. I'm good. I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. He, he seemed cool. So I'm, I'm sitting in front of his house trying to figure out, like, look at my laptop, put in a note for that address, like, he's not interested, trying to figure out where to go next. Next thing I, I know, I'm, I hear somebody yelling outside of my truck, and I like look to my side, and he's at my door, and he's got a, a rifle in his hand, and he's like, you need to get the F out of here, yelling at me. I was like, oh, okay, well, uh, I'm going to go ahead and drive off and figure out where I'm going next at the parking lot down the road. Which is the next house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess lesson learned right there for people like listening uh, to the show, it's like once you're done you know, talking to someone, just leave. Just leave. And do your homework about the next house down the road or a parking lot, somewhere safe. For sure. Because, um, yeah, some people, I mean, what would he, you were in, uh, I guess you were in the street already. I was in the not, street, yeah. You know, not even his property. I so. don't know. He Obviously, he had mental issues, I think, because, like, yeah. he was cool, like, calm. Everything was cool with me uh, when I talked to him. And then, and then he snapped. Like, literally, two minutes later, he's yelling at my car, like, telling me to get that. Wow. Okay. That so, that's lesson learned. Write it down. <laughs> <laughs> so, when do you guys transition from door knocking into something else, and what was it? So... It, it was a little while. I mean, we, we were, we didn't, 
we started engaging in the community, and that was one thing that's really that's kind of helped us, our education, in, in terms of advice, what you would say for someone like going and driving around. We didn't know what we were doing or where we started. We just found a foreclosure list, bought it online, and went out there. There right. are so many tools, so many apps, so many things that you can use now to kind of help you mm-hmm. even target the right things that just a little bit of research and homework on the front end would would help tremendously in terms of what you're spending your time on. For sure. What do you mean when you say you were you started engaging with the community? What exactly? Uh, people started recognizing you when you were around these? Things? Just going to meet up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. go that's how we met. We that's met, how we yeah. met. We met on networking. Oh, I, I thought they Literally. were saying uh, engaging with the community where they were uh, the, the driving uh, for dollars, uh, yeah. their target. The real estate community. No, the real estate community. Real estate community. Networking okay. events and the meetups and kind of the educational stuff and everything we heard, we're like, let's go look at that, you know, just trying For to sure. understand and like who's doing what and what are they using. Mm-hmm. And, and that's one thing too, is everyone is extremely nice, extremely, I mean, everyone's got their own lessons learned and that sort of stuff. And so when we share our story, like, oh yeah, we, we did that, you know, like, For sure. you know, that sort of thing. So. It's, it, it's, it's funny, like plugging in with, with somebody like, like you guys and Ricardo and, and just being able to come to you guys and ask for help and shoot since we've done a, a deal together I don't know how many months ago that was the first time we did a deal together I've, we've learned so much from from you guys yeah we don't hold anything back right for so, sure. so yep. that's why we do this kind of podcast too to educate other people that hey it is possible you know there's plenty of different ways to skin the cat uh, yep. there's plenty of different ways of doing it like you guys are doing it you have your job and for sure you're kind of like heading the business you know from an acquisitions disposition standpoint yep. you're handling uh, systems so that way everybody gets an idea oh maybe that business model works for me right now for sure um you know not necessarily you know it's i really like you guys from the point of you guys are doing what two to three deals a month right now uh, maybe four yeah um and but you've got you guys only been doing this for how long so i went selling i went oh wholesaling so we 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 did our first wholesale deal a year ago uh, a year ago in like december so i would say it's taking you Roughly eleven months yep. to get to where you are today, um, and now you've been transitioning from door knocking into other source forms of marketing mm-hmm. that you've learned by going to all these different networking events, right? Yeah. Okay. Ricardo is doing mailers. This other guy is doing cold calling. Yep. Yeah. You know, and you start like picking what you want to use, and then you try it. Mm-hmm. And then if it works perfect, you right. kind of like grow that. If not, then you're like, ooh, I don't like this one. I'm going to go for the next one. How for does sure. that look like today? Like, Yeah. So kind of going back to your question you asked just a second ago, too. So we transitioned from door knocking. I was, li- And we'd go to these events, and we'd hear, oh, we're, we're doing direct mail. Oh, we're doing cold calling. Oh, we're doing texting. And I was like, man, you never hear people talk about Facebook. And I was like, I know there's a way to get deals through Facebook. Oh, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> we just didn't say much about it. Uh, but you can see a video that Dennis has. It's got like 150,000 views. Really? <laughs> yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. My, I, I, got, I had checked on it like in a long time. Yeah, and I have a video that's got a hundred and... The one in Spanish you're talking, right? You, you, Because you did the one in Spanish, I did the one in English. Okay. Uh, but yeah, they got hundreds of thousands of views. We just kept on putting money on that. Yeah. And every time, because we used to go to houses. We don't go to houses anymore, but we used to go to houses. Every time we showed up at the house, the lady would be like, I saw you on TV. Yeah. I was like, Yeah, there's some, <laughs> some, some older people. Exactly. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, they think so. YouTube is like TV. You yeah. Know? It's true. But man, YouTube is actually, uh, uh, I mean, not YouTube, Facebook, it's, it's tricky. They just change the algorithms and the, the way time. you do the, 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 the marketing again. So. Yep. You're kind of like playing catch up all the time with Constantly. them. Constantly. All the time. I was just building an app last week yeah. and and um, I was lost. I was like, 
how do I build my ad? Like, where's my audience? You know, and then talk to Andrew about. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he probably figured it out already. Um, <laughs> you know, but uh, I mean, they're changing. Uh, Facebook is changing every couple of months. So yeah, it's changing every every month. So really. you were you were you started doing Facebook ads and we got we got quick success from doing Facebook ads, um, and then Facebook started changing things and it slowed down for a little bit. But then we I joined a couple mastermind groups online uh, who do Facebook marketing for realist for finding motivated sellers. Yeah. And through those masterminds, I've been we've been able to keep up with exactly all the, the changes in Facebook, being able to keep up with the algorithms, that kind of thing. Um, it's not like like it was when we first started. I mean, you could spend like two hundred bucks and get two deals. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like it was crazy. Yeah. Um, it's not like that anymore. I mean, you're still having to spend some money and, and a lot of time and effort, but we're still that's the majority of our deals are, are coming through Facebook right so now. So wait a second, you mean you have to? Spend money to make money. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not how I heard it, it works. It's, it's not how you heard it works. <laughs> I think the last the last house we got through Facebook, um, we spent six hundred dollars. Six hundred bucks. That's not bad. We got one house. That's um, good. And it was actually a good house in in in, in Houston um, that we sold to our friend uh, Tony. Um, but that was the last time we did a Facebook campaign, and then. We started focusing more on call calling and you right. know, text messages, mm -hmm. and uh, we're about to get back on letters and postcards because we figured everybody's call calling. So why not go try <laughs> the, the things that nobody's doing right now, <laughs> yeah. which is mailers, right? Yeah. But they work. Uh, it's just more expensive for up sure. front, right? Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, but well, you and I were talking about this last week. And you were saying, I, w I was asking you, what are you doing for marketing right now? And you're like, literally, we're still having calls coming in from our mailers that we they do. sent out. Every now and then, we'll get something that, you know, we mail. Dennis and I planted at least. It was hundreds of thousands. I of mean, problems. it was hundreds of thousands of letters and postcards. Really? So, I remember one month, we, we sent 80,000, just one month. Uh, wow. So, there's so many of them planted out there that every now and then we'll get somebody to call. For sure. And that's, we, we've always, we knew this, you know, that's that's the main difference between direct mail and everything else. For sure. Everything else. Direct mail, it's kind of like permanent. Yeah. Once you send that letter, someone will put it in a, what do they call it, the rainy day yeah. drawer or something, mm -hmm. and you never know, you might get a, a call from a letter you sent three, four years ago, and we have, any, it, it, it Every other form of marketing, it disappears. It's, it, yeah. it's gone. Yeah. It disappears. Right. You hit them once, and it's gone. They, if they really want to find you, unless they took a screenshot of your Facebook ad or something, yeah. it's gone. Yep. So, but you know, they all have their ups and I mean pros and cons, and for you know, sure. But but yeah. Um, so once you go through Facebook ads, yep. Then okay, you're getting houses through there. Then yep. you like you, do you decide to add another marketing portion to it or for sure. So that's what we're actually building it out right now. Um, we're we're going really heavy into to cold calling and, okay. and texting. Um, we've we've been hiring people over in the Philippines. Uh, I, we spend a lot of time really training them up and and focusing on that. Our, we we've kind of come up with the belief that if we can really hire rock stars and train rock stars as cold callers that it'll help us stand out compared to other people who are cold calling. Because mm -hmm. we're, we're getting, I feel like we're getting deeper conversations with people and and that sort of thing compared to just calling up and saying, hey, are you ready to sell your house? Oh, okay, thanks, bye. Mm -hmm. 
Good. So you ask them how how's the weather? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, like you just have to. I mean, that's what I train. We train our guys. Like, hey, you you have to connect with these people first. Mm -hmm. That's right. a first and foremost. Don't even talk about the house until you connect with them. Yeah. And then and then you go ahead and talk to them about. Okay, I, I know that you're on this motivated list. Let's let's talk about that. Did you uh, develop your own script or are you using somebody else's? So I've, I've like hodgepodge um, John Martinez, um, Brent Daniels, and Yeah, you create a hybrid. Own. Yeah, it's a hybrid. Let's, let's create a little monster. And you put it in the blender. Yeah, and yeah, something the blender. something oh, comes out. That's what came out. That's it's got to be genuine, so you got to have your own little kind of flair to it. Yeah, if you're using somebody else's straight up, then if somebody else's calls, then they're like, man, they both sound the same. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And which most likely both of them will call the same person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If they're targeting the same area or the same motivation. 100%. We call the same people. They tell us all the time, oh, you know, I've get I've gotten 20 calls about this, and y'all are the first person I've talked to about it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no kidding. Okay. Yeah. So you just got to be that one person. Yeah. Good. We, we and, and, and put the effort, because, I mean, one thing I'm learning from listening to your story, and, and, again, for people listening to us, this is another lesson learned. If you're going to copy someone, at least put your own flavor into you it. Yeah. Totally. Uh, tweak it a little bit. Don't just go through live copy-pasting, copy-pasting, and, and, and think that things are going to work because it worked for someone else. Right. You need to tweak it a little bit and, and, and put your own ideas and thoughts or mix, you know, like you were saying. You know, take some people's uh, material and, and make it your own by for sure combining and... and, and don't just think that I'm just going to copy 100% of what this person did and I'm going to get the same exact results because it, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. There's yeah. Everyone you talk to, everyone's willing to share everything. And, and you know that you've got to cater it to who your salesperson is. I mean, their salespeople, that script might work really, really well because they've trained on a certain avenue or a certain trajectory or even the list that they're targeting. Whereas, like with our guys, they have a certain way of talking or something that comes across more genuine. So you've got to take what people give you and they'll share it with you, but you've got to cater it to exactly what you're focusing on. You yeah. can't just expect you to copy something and get the same results. Even when, when we were doing a lot of direct mailing, I mean, our website had the templates. Yeah. And some people say, I want template one or two and send 5,000 letters and that's it. Right. Some other people will come and say, hey, I went on your website and I took this paragraph from template number one, this from number two, and then I'm adding this that I found. And you see that, and it's like, oh, cool. You know, yeah, you're putting a little, a little bit of effort, <laughs> you know, to make it work. For sure. But, you know, s some people just want to do the bare minimum effort and expect the most results. Yes. And, and you know, life just doesn't work that way <laughs> on any level. You know, being a corporate America, having a job, your own business, uh, it doesn't, even raising your children, it doesn't work <laughs> ever. You know, you put the least amount of effort, you're going to fail dramatically. You get out of it what you put into exactly. it. Exactly. For yeah. sure. I'm absolutely. Good. So we're becoming uh, the end of the first show. We're going to actually do a back-to-back -back with uh, Andrew and JR. Cool. Don't forget to hit share, like, and subscribe. RenovatingRichesReady.com. Uh, leave us a comment. If you if there's somebody you want to see, let us know. If there's a topic you want us to cover, let us know. And we'll see you on the next one. Thank you. Thanks. All right. Bye, Bye everyone. Bye.